Here we are back again for another week. Maryland men's basketball show with the star Byron Mouton. How you doing today, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity yesterday with the holidays to take a break because I had a long weekend with my uh, annual MLK basketball tournament. We had a lot of great uh, players, teams, coaches, uh, great events. Um, you know, gave away a lot of door prizes. Want to just thank the Washington Wizards and H&R Block for helping this be an incredible event for the youth. Awesome, awesome. And A1, what's up, buddy? Doing well, man. Glad to be here as usual. Indoors. Yep. <laughs> you guys didn't have any games yesterday, Mouton? And the MLK tournament didn't have any games on. No, MLK? Saturday and Sunday, man. You know, three years ago, man, what I used to do is have a tournament Saturday, Sunday. And have a one-day camp. I said, I would never do that again. You had a one-day camp when, on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Kill it myself. Oh, okay. I, I, I was like, I need that money to recruit. <laughs> right. Know? I got you. I, def- I, de- I definitely hear you then. Um, speaking of recouping and, uh, <laughs> and coming back since we last talked, uh, two games. Michigan, which happened uh, the Tuesday that we talked, a game that you called, you know, would be a trap game and not as easy as it might appear. And uh, – just like uh, you predicted, I'm not going to say you predicted because you predicted a win, but you did say that Michigan yeah. should not be taken lightly, and Maryland stumbles and loses um, behind Melo Tremble, who has been, you know, it reached the mountaintop in terms of uh, accolades and was getting all yeah. the hype, and the game was around him, which which was uh, he earned it. Uh, between him and Suleiman, just could not throw the ball in the ocean, and um, they kept shooting in a loss. What have, what say you uh, about the Michigan game? What can we take away from the Michigan game? And I'll tell you what questions I have and what I saw. Well, you know, like I say, uh, based on last week, I just think that they just – I don't know, Maryland just have trouble on the road, period. Um, you know, last buzzer beater against uh, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And then, you know, they played pretty well against Northwestern. But for the most part, it's just – they're just a um, – they're just a good team, not a great team on the road, but they're a good team on the road. And uh, like I said, I knew Michigan was going to come out and play with a lot of ages, plus Maryland being the number three team in the country and, you know, all this talk about, you know, um, back best backcourt in the country. So I knew they was going to come out to play. Um, I didn't think that Michigan would have a chance without their best player, but they proved me wrong. <laughs> I, I, you, said, you said something last show that I had never even thought about, and it ever as soon as you said it, it rang through my ears. <laughs> Wearing that number, th- having that number three next to your name, it means a lot. Yeah. You, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. And I think you're absolutely right that just when I was watch, I'm watching the Michigan game, and you see the students, and you know, the, the, are they going to rush the court? Are they not going? The, the, this is them. You know what I mean? Like when you have that three, anything lower than probably five next to your name, you have a top five next to your name, like. It, and it's a nationally televised game, and you're talking about an unranked team. You're getting – they want to beat you. You know, I, mean, I, I remember when we were irrelevant, and uh, whether it be – even after – we're not even talking about Duke, UNC. I remember – I thought it was me and you, maybe somebody else – went to the Wisconsin game when they were ranked like three in the country, and we were completely irrelevant and weren't doing anything. But it meant something to knock them off. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Um, our last year in the ACC, Virginia was ranked like two or three, and we were god-awful. But, hey – the students, when we knocked off that number two or number three team when UVA, they they stormed the court. You know what I mean? So it's like you're getting everybody's best. And I think Maryland, like you said, you can't afford to be just a good team, go on the road and be playing, while it might not be a ranked opponent, a Big Ten competition team that's 100% dialed in 
it's gonna there's not gonna be any nights you can't take a night off on a road game. No, not at all. I mean at the plan you know, just like you were saying, first of all, you're a number three ranked team in the country and uh and it, it's different from non conference games to conference games because like I tell everybody, you know, you play these guys all the time. I know Maryland's second year in the Big Ten, but they still have a lot of film. They recruit them, like, heavily. Like, that's the assistant coach's job, like, 24 hours, 48 hours, strictly breaking down tape, uh, having a scout team on the, in practice and go over their plays and sets and all that. So they prepare three 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 games in advance. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully yeah. aware. I remember yeah, 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 they I have a relationship with one of the coaches, and he was yeah, – while we'd be yeah. on game three, he's six games out recruiting, yeah. you know. Yeah, because it's, it's very – important man these conferences mean a lot uh i mean i'm not saying that non-conference doesn't mean a lot but you know it's it's, it's one of the biggest conferences in the country if not you know top five but um you know just got to be ready to play man and being a top three team and you know being back when when i played for maryland and um you know out there on the court man coming in the gym everybody excited uh uh just looking up to the game and the, and the fans and the players i bet the opposing team they circle that game you know maryland duke North Carolina, they're circling those games. I mean, <laughs> you can tell me there's a drastic, there's a going on the road when you were with Tulane and they weren't ranked <laughs> versus stepping into a, an opponent's building ranked two, three, five in the country of a Final Four team. Yeah. I mean, isn't isn't a night and day the atmosphere on the road between? It's, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to say night and day. It's all day. <laughs> you, no, I mean, the difference between like what you was, what you used to see on the road when you were at Tulane versus I'm what you're saying. It's not, even, it's not even close. It's yeah. like, it's like cave comparative right. night and day. It's just all day. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> because like Tulane, it's, it's, it's a whole different atmosphere, man, like a small college uh, at the same time. I remember we only had one big game that year when we played Cincinnati when they had Kenyon Morton and they had all those guards and um, – um, that was a great game. We almost beat him, but you know. What year was Ken- was DJ there? Yeah. Um, I no, don't think no, so. no, no, no. This was '97, I think. Yeah, no, nah, because he's. I mean, this yeah, Cincinnati yeah, he was don't. incredible that yeah. year, man. And I think that's when he was ranked number one the whole year. Then Kenny Morton ended up breaking his leg or something. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's just hard to explain, man. But the atmosphere changes dramatically when you go up there trying to play a top five team. Yeah, and and um. That's on the last show we both talked and we discussed about whether we had a low post banger and it was almost like Diamond Stone hurt us. He was unguardable, uh, like down in the paint in that Michigan game. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that kind of became a problem is is that they had zero answer for him on the inside. But the problem was, I mean, he he didn't miss a shot for you know a good four or five trips down the floor, but Melo and Tremble and Suleiman wouldn't hit anything, and unfortunately it just seemed like for every three baskets he would make, they would take three equally as equally yeah. as bad. And um, somebody else who I've been a little on the fence about all year long, Jake actually came to play in yeah. that game, and it just seemed like while Jake, Jake, I think at the half I want to say was about four for five, five for six, and while Jake was on fire, he was hot. It just didn't seem like the ball was coming to him. And talk, talk to me about when Jake, which is, say, similar to you on the third man on yep. the option yep. on the, in the yep. offense, when you're on fire, and I don't know if you if it ever happened where it's like you're on fire, but Juan and Lonnie are, couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Yeah. At, at, at what point do you say, like, hey, guys, like, I, I can do something today. You know what I mean? Not, not to say it's my team or anything sort of thing, but yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, hey, guys, well, what – what can I do to help? Because I, I felt like this game required – this was a game that Lehman should have had way more shots yeah, than 10, yeah. and those two needed to yeah. chill out for a second. <laughs> well, at the same time, man, you know, our point guard was Steve Blake. 
Steve Blake was a pass first, pass all the time point guard. So from day one, man, I recognized Steve Blake's uh, ability, his his wittiness, his leadership as a point guard, and he's going. He never ever. Well, you know, wine. You know, average eighteen a game, whatever. I gotta get wine twenty shots. No, right, right. He, he, he wine just happened to be a type of player where find himself to the ball, get open shots, and make shots, and that's why he get majority of the shots. So, in a situation like you know, big games like Connecticut and certain games that 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 uh, we need to get the ball to Lonnie, we get the ball to Lonnie. It be games where you know, thirty points, twenty eight, yeah, twenty five. Yeah, right, so, right, right. you know, it's a different situation. I think. That's a great point because yeah. with, with Blake being the floor general. Man, incredible, and, and, man, from day one, four years. It makes all the difference versus yeah. the point guard who is the number one shot taker on your team. But it, it seems to be that that's the way of the, the NBA. Um, on the other show, A1, you know we talk about that all the time about, and this is why I say I'm a much bigger fan of a distributing point guard yeah. than a shoot first point guard because yeah. uh, if he's the one, if he's the shooter and the ball handler, I mean, he's, he's not going to freeze himself out you know what i mean so he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get his shots and again i mean you don't want to take anything away from Melo Trumbull. No, obviously no, it's his all. team and he's the star yeah. and you know he deserves he's earned the right to take as many shots as you like but um it just seemed early you could tell it wasn't his night yeah. and not just even from a shooting standpoint i mean more turnovers than assists um the shots weren't really a close to a lot of them um suleiman had two three-pointers at the end of the game that were – they were big, but, I mean, at, up to that point he hadn't made a basket since the first minute of the game. Wow. You know, so, uh, you know, he was essentially a non-factor on the scoring offense. And it was it was Stone and Layman. And it, you, it just really would have liked to see they, – they got us back into the game. They, we clawed back in with them. They kept us in the game. And then it seemed like once the game was close, we went back to Tremble and Suleiman, and it yeah. just – it just wasn't their day. Yeah, yeah, and, and at the same time, um, you know, it, it, me plain and simple. I mean, I always revert back to, you know, trying to win a national championship, and as a point guard for a league, you got to recognize that, and sometimes you know, suck a little pride up. And uh, and you made a great point, man. And and I'm I'm on the same boat with you. I just gotta see Layman just take over a, a, a tough opponent, you know, because trust me, you're gonna need your perimeter players to step up big time in the um, NCAA tournament. He, um, in, in this game, he was is his, the X factor. This was the best game I've seen him play in a in a long time in a in a meaningful game because I'm, yeah. I'm not counting much lesser opponents. But exactly. in terms of he was hitting all of his shots, uh, he was active on the glass. But it also seemed like he was still not like he still wanted to stay as the third option. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't saying, "Hey, man, I'm on fire." Let's let me get yeah. the rock. Let yeah, me yeah. get the rock. And I, I just really would have liked to have seen him on the other side. Every time Diamond Stone got the ball, and that dude went to work on the block. He's <laughs> he's he he showed me. He answered my question about whether we have a low pros present. Uh, you know, we both were saying that we thought he was a little bit more finesse than a banger. Yeah. He banged down there. Yeah. He he banged down there, and they really had no answer for him. And that kid is. Um, if he keeps getting better, real deal as advertised. It, it'll be the biggest low post presence we had, I think, since Lonnie. At this point. Uh, he's shown me more of a dominating the game, maybe not the same skill for skill set, but dominating the game more than I think uh, Alex Lynn ever did. Oh yeah, Alex Lynn was just a, a, a big guy with skill, a set. skilled big man. Yeah, yes, very skilled and uh, and very big. Exactly. So <laughs> very skilled and very very big. big. So potential lottery pick, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. Potential's out the roof. But right. like Diamond Stone, I mean, he came in with a lot of hype, and uh, 
you know, one of the top 25 kids in the country. So I'll take uh, that back. Hold on. Here's a name that we talked about years uh, ago and just fell off the face of the earth and is actually seems to be all but forgotten in Maryland history. Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was his name? Jordan. Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams, yeah. Jordan Williams, uh, he fell off on his own at the end of this. But, yeah. I mean, he was a dominant big man. He was, at, averaging at, a double-double. Yeah, yeah, and scored very nicely around the, yeah. around the yeah, basket. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. Um, but Diamond Stone, to me, is since since Jordan Williams, I would say, is, a, is the last big man I've seen exactly. to be scoring like that. Now, the problem that I mentioned to you at the start of last show, outside of Diamond Stone, who I'm not really calling a bench player, zero points. Yeah. Zero points from the bench. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to catch up to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like I told you before, you need, you need seven guys. Who's going to be that, that Diamond Stone comes off the bench, who's six guy. Who's going to be that seven guy that comes off the bench and be a factor in a tough game? Like when we play, you know, and, and um, we made it to the tournament, even the ACC tournament and certain conference games, Drew Nicholas came up big some games. A lot of games. Exactly. He had some big shots. And so did Taj and so did exactly. uh, Randall. So it was a combination of eight guys off this bench that we had. Um, the Every night. Yeah. So, you know. We're gonna see. It's you know it's growing. It's early in the conference. Um, they still up there. Uh, I guess type of first. Um, no, we second. shouldn't be because um, Indiana and Iowa are one. We five and two. Yeah, I think I both are undefeated in Big Ten. A one, no, do you no, have that? No, there's nobody undefeated in the Big Ten. No, yeah. I mean in the in conference. In conference, nobody's undefeated. I thought it was, I thought Big Ten and I, excuse me. I thought um, Indiana. And um, A1 will pull this up and tell me that in a second. I thought it was. Yeah, Indiana and Iowa. Are both undefeated, undefeated in yeah. the conference. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. And then we have two, two losses. They're both 5-0. and oh. okay. okay. And we're 5-2 and two yeah. in, in the conference. No, we're 5-1 five and, five five and and one one. in the conference. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, Carter had a good game against uh, Michigan. Also, another one who seemed – it just seemed like the people who were, who were dominating ended up having to take a back seat. Which is which is just uh, you know unfortunate, and then you move into the a bounce back game from that in Ohio State, and is, was Ohio State that bad? Or I don't know. It was bad. They were. I. I'm, I'm honestly. I, I'm shocked and surprised because they've been playing real well. I mean, it, you know, they had some big wins in the last two weeks, and uh, they're coming in and lose by almost forty points. Right. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, I, I was. And then you know, one of my former coaches, Dave Dickerson, is one of the greatest recruiting coaches in the country. And uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, to go in there, man, and lay that egg, <laughs> lay down like they laid down was shocking. So, I mean, do you think that was what do you what do you attribute that was that just about like us the snow came down on Saturday yeah, or Sunday? I mean, shocking. They were down <laughs> right out the gate. I yeah, were, you know. I don't know, man. It was probably just excited about being in D.C. and then wouldn't forgot about playing basketball. <laughs> um, Mello and Mello. Now that was it was a blowout, so you, you know. It's all the numbers are a little bit skewed in that game, but mm-hmm. Melo again had another um, quiet night. He, he was a little bit more of a distributor in that game. But do you you see any room or any panic to worry about right now? Uh, honestly, I, I would never panic at this point with Melo. I mean, he's been great for me since today, since since he's got here. Yes, he, he absolutely so, so has. It's college basketball. It's sports. You're gonna have bad games, and I, he definitely had way more good games, good games than bad games. 
No, 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 no doubt about yeah, that. It's yeah, just uh, yeah. two points against Michigan and yeah. eight points again. Now, again, we didn't really need him to score m- yeah. much against Ohio State. He only took five shots, but um, just just something to keep in to keep yeah. an eye on. And he, and you just wonder if so much is on his plate. You know, the Maryland yeah. asks so much of him in terms of minutes wise, scoring wise, to be the leading scorer and distributor uh, as well. You know, I was just wondering if maybe it was you know kind of hit a little bit of a lull there. And maybe a uh, you know something like that. Just wanted to, uh, something to keep an eye on. No, he he's gonna be all right. Like I say, man, he, he he's been great all season. He's been great last year. Uh, like I say, it, it happens, you know. But I have a lot of um, <laughs> belief and uh, pride that he uh, he's gonna be all right. He ain't got no worries about that. As Diamond Stone continues to just grow and get better each game. Do you think it matters? Do you think there's ever a point where you say we have to start this guy or or, or does it really matter? No, no, I, I leave him off. I, I keep him from coming off the bench because you are definitely right. We need something to come off right, that bench because right. if you start if you start him, you have no, zero. Yeah, zero. Like 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 I like Meekins, but you know, like I said uh, before, we got on the show. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what's going on. I really like Meekins, but right now we get zero scoring, and if you put <laughs> the Diamond, Diamond in the, the start line now is going to be trouble. So, yeah, he's doing a great job. He, let him come off the bench. He's playing the mo- most minutes coming off the bench. So just, just, just leave him where he at and have that scoring Cause, punch cause coming the off only the bench. Way that if you were to start Diamond Stone, you'd have to put Carter on the bench. Yeah, you you can't put down. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, just in terms of yeah. You, you know, you can't go, come out cold, have no scoring offense, and then say, yeah. "Dad, you go in there and provide the scoring <laughs> punch." No, he's you a know. defensive guy. You know, no, absolutely. You no, know, he's doing the right thing. You just gotta, you just gotta somehow, man, get them guys' confidence coming off the bench. Like, um, you know, Meekins. Meekins is that X factor too. Uh, some of that perimeter scoring, just like Melo and um, uh, Suleiman that has bad nights. He got to be that guy that comes in and provide that extra scoring when those two go. Two guards are not putting in the putting the ball in the basket. I agree. So, uh, tell me this, sir: Are you in agreement right now on the Maryland to do list is to get him going? Yes, right. yes. I would be in the gym with him if I'm the assistant coach or a shooting coach, wherever it is. I'm in the gym with this guy, uh, putting up some shots, uh, motivating him, telling him he's the best uh, guard out there, whatever it takes, man. Because you're gonna need him. Uh, that that other perimeter guy that comes in the game. That just in case Suleiman or, or Melo's having a bad night, just like against Michigan, I, you I, know. I, I feel so. like in order for us yeah, to go, need that to go far, it's, he's going to be, again, you said it, Drew Nicholas was, yeah. I mean, obviously you guys did a great job yeah. of that, but to have, you know, when, it, when you do go to the bench in a close game, you need somebody to know that you're not going to be losing while, you, you know, somebody has to go exactly. on. And, and I do think it is very important, while no matter how great the starters are and that, and that starting backcourt is, is that, there's going to need to be one guy, who not Diamond Stone, because you know he's <laughs> playing more than the than, than the starters. But there's going to be there's going to need to be another guy in that backcourt who steps up and scores. And he's the lately we've been getting a lot of um, Varum uh, on the court. And you know as tough as he is and as scrappy as he is and a fan favorite. And you know he plays as hard as you can possibly <laughs> play for a guy at at five nine. Uh, you know whatever the case may be. Um, we need more scoring punch than that, and somebody's gonna. And I think it is uh, Nikens. It's, it's gonna have to be him. It has to be. It's no choice. I'm not trying to put as a, you know, as a former player. I'm not trying to put all this pressure on him. But at the bottom line, if they want to win a national championship, like I say, that's me as 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 my pride and my ego with me and being a Maryland guy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the big picture. I know as a coach, you want to talk about take every game at a time and all that other stuff. But to me, 
for this team to be successful, they gotta be, they gotta make it to the final four. Like I always say, they make it to the final four. Whatever happened out there, bonus. Right. But this team should be in the final four. Period. In order for them to do that, Meekins has to come to the table with some scoring off the bench. Yeah. We know you're gonna get it from Diamond Stone, mm-hmm. but Meekins has to come with some scoring. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I think a lot of at the early in the year people glossed over the loss of uh, Deion Wiley and yeah. you know he, he might not have panned out to be what everybody thought he was going to be coming yeah, yeah, in yeah. but he did provide depth yeah yeah and, exactly and, and miss and that's where you know you you kind of miss it and you say you know you lose a guy and you say oh you know he wasn't one of the big guys and whether he was one of the big scorers or not yet he was another player off the bench that could that you could uh, provide could provide you with some minutes uh looking ahead northwestern tonight and then like you said before we started the show uh, a two-game stretch there, Michigan State at Michigan State and then Iowa at home. Yeah, because like I said, we started last week, man. This, this is a tough two weeks for Maryland. Uh, uh, the Michigan State game and the Iowa game. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Northwestern hiccup. But, you know, Maryland kind of control a lot of games at home. I don't I don't put a lot of pressure on that. I'm fine with that Northwestern game because it's a home game. And Maryland played extremely well at home. But those road games against Michigan State and come back and play a top-10 team. That's two games that I'm concerned about. What What do you see as realistic? What ideals? Two and zero against uh, Michigan State and Iowa. What is you? What do you see as realistic, and what do you see as acceptable? Uh, acceptable. One and one acceptable. One and one out of three games. Uh, no, no, no. I, oh. I, I'm already unfortunately bypassing. The <laughs> game. No, well, so we're not even we're not yeah, even I'm putting not, that I'm in the fact that I'm looking at that two game stretch with Michigan State and Iowa. Yeah, one and one. That's I just know there's no way to go into uh, because now as a fan, as a media, as, as an analyst, you're gonna look at a situation where Maryland has never beat a ranked team this year. So you kind of question their ranking as a, as as an analyst or a coach or whatever, whoever's doing it, and a potential Final Four team. Um, you know, all these teams out here that's ranked, um, you know, they actually beat top five teams, top ten. But, you know, I hope Maryland go 2-0, and but 1-1 one and one be great. And I wouldn't accept going 0-2 because now you're putting question marks in everybody. Big question marks. You put question marks. Are they really a top ten team, period? I, I, I think if you were to lose both of those games, I, th- I mean, I think you have to drop pretty big. At that point, you would yeah. say, you know what I mean, you guys – You'd be pretty high to have not not yeah. beaten anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Michigan State one, you know, I, I feel like if you lose that one coming home to Iowa, the pressure just becomes huge. Yeah, it does. And, and then yeah. and then after that, you know, you really don't get much of opportunity before the Big Ten tournament to try and redeem yourself. You got mm-hmm. the last game of the year is at Indiana. I mean, we still go to Purdue and at Indiana. So I mean, um, you know that. They've got some. They've got an opportunity to prove themselves. We just want to make sure they make the most of themselves. Make the most of those opportunities. Um, anything else you want to say, Moo? That caught your eye during the week, or going going forward, or anything of the sort? Well, like that. That's what caught my eye, man. We haven't beat a ranked team, and um, I'm I'm kind of concerned about that. Like, say, especially I'm, I said that last week. I'm yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago. I can't remember exactly. Week so I'm very concerned. Yeah, about so it. we're gonna like I say next show we're gonna be uh when they play a hour twenty eighth. Will we be today's the what's is Michigan? Uh, excuse me. Tonight is the nineteenth. So the no, we're gonna not. It's not gonna. Right. So that's Saturday. And then on the twenty eighth. So by the time we talk next week, we'll have we'll we'll have at least played uh well one game. We'll next played we'll played Michigan State. Next Thursday is the twenty eighth. So 
Uh, we'll have one out the way. I'm worried about Michigan State. Oh, Michigan State, it's going to be tough, man. It's, it's a road game, and Maryland tends to struggle on the road, period. And they're a top-10 team. I mean, they struggle a, a little bit because their best players was it was injured and hurt, whatever, but Michigan State's a real tough team, and they're well-coached, you know. One of the greatest, oh, yeah, Izzo. One of the greatest coaches ever coached college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Up there, up there with Coach Gary Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that is true. That is, that is definitely true. Uh, Northwestern was a – we got Northwestern tonight, and then that, that's just a one-game tune-up at home. We had the Ohio State, and then uh, and then we go to Michigan State. So that I, 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 I circled the Michigan State game on my calendar from the beginning um, yeah. as, as a reason as, – as a, as a big test. And, yeah. um, you know, we got our test on Saturday, and we're going to see – how these boys do on the test? Anyone yet? Anything that you wanted to ask, or uh, anything to say before we got out of here? Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you everybody for listening into this week's show. Like we said, um, big week coming up here. Uh, that Michigan State game on Saturday, and I think um, should make for a very good show next Tuesday because we'll uh, we'll we'll get back the report card of the test because we got a test on uh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. The next show gonna be very exciting. And probably going to be dic- dictate what we talk about yeah. <laughs> after this Michigan State game. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to bypass Northwestern, but it's a home game. Maryland tends to play very well at home, uh, just like last year. Uh, the struggles come on the road, but I'm really excited to see what Maryland's going to do against a great Michigan State team. Both of them a top 10 team. Well, Michigan State 11, but they should be a top 10 because right. they got a couple of loss with their best players now. But it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. It's a, it's a great opportunity. And it's on ESPN. So. It's a great opportunity yeah. for us yeah. to, uh, if we can put together those back-to-back wins, it'll be a great opportunity because as much as we can say, at that point you start to ask yourself how good are we and we, sh- and we should drastically drop. At that point, if we were to put together two back-to-back wins and the way these teams up top are falling left, right, and center, <laughs> I think we'll be right back up there in that top. Five. Yep. We're gonna pull off uh, two wins over there because uh, yep. the way college basketball is going right now, it seems like nobody wants to be ranked number one. <laughs> they just keep dropping. Whoever they make number one or number two, they just keep losing left, right, and center. All right. Well, make sure you come back next week. Appreciate everybody for listening in. Again, emails: moomail m o u m a i l at playersvoice.com. Um, on Facebook, you can send us a message on playersvoice.com. Um, Mutons, all at Mutons information, go sixman.com. That's go the number six man.com. And just in general, appreciate everybody every week. Uh, you know, the, the every week that we've been doing it, the, the amount of people listening is grown. And um, look forward to just having a, a season grow. And uh, go Turks. Go Turks. Let's go. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>